God loves you. Mm. And to tell them how, that you are the whosoever mm. in John 3.16. Yeah, you. I know you. You know, to tell them that. To tell them um, the, the things that, that help me. That, that God is not a man that he should lie. So if he said um, a thing about you, then you should believe that. But then in order to do that, you got to know what he says about you, yeah. that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper, that there's nothing you can't do um, with God. With God, all things are possible. I'm Ashley White, the host of Joy on the Journey podcast, a weekly podcast all about defining, finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of life. I have promised transparent and inspiring conversations with women that have made an impact on my life and today's guest. Y'all listen, when the podcast first came to me, I made a list of women I would love to interview, I love to get a chance to share their joy journey. And this woman, Reverend Vasco Stoney, was at the top of the list. She is a passionate preacher and transformative spoken word artist. She loves the stage, any stage. She calls it her mountaintop, from which she uses the spoken word to make people laugh and cry, to think, to remember, to hope, and to believe. She has been seen all across the country, and she gets an opportunity to share her faith about God, testify about his powerful love so that each of us each captivated person can walk away going hmm, god is amazing Hallelujah. and i'm so excited that reverend vascola has joined the podcast and we get a chance to hear her amazing joy journey reverend vascola welcome thank you thank you wow yeah i'm telling you i'm excited about this opportunity we start every podcast by asking guests to give their definition of joy. So, y'all, as a wordsmith, I'm excited to hear how you define joy. That's that's funny because I was as I was thinking about it, I remembered you talking about the fact that, you know, you were going to ask me to define joy. And then you kind of got me off the hook cuz you said, you know, not everybody has the definition. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, you do words, why don't you find a way to describe and honestly it's hard for me to describe because it's just so of course I go to I go to the dictionary and it talks about a feeling of of pleasure and that's that's one word but for me it's just it's that good it's that good feeling it's just it's it's a good feeling um that starts in a certain space in my body mm. like starts it'll start in my heart but it won't stay there because it just goes all through me. And before I know it, I'm, I'm feeling good all the way through. And it's that, it's that place where nothing, no distraction, uh, no challenge, uh, nothing can move me out of that space mm. for that period of time. There's just nothing. And so there's certain things that, that do it. And this is, this might sound a little different for a little weird for everybody, but the sound of a baby's laughter. Mm. Oh, that's what happens, right? That same thing right there. It's like, 
and before I know it, I'm just I'm laughing as hard as the baby is laughing, and babies and toddlers, and <clears throat> it's it's when they I've seen them laugh when dad makes a funny face mm-hmm. or or makes an ugly face or 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 distorts himself or just does something crazy, and then it occurs to me that this baby can laugh looking at something ugly, mm. L- looking at something distorted. There's still laughter. And I don't know if it's the baby doesn't know or the baby like has this supernatural ability and connection with God to be able to see through ugliness mm. and still and still laugh or still have still exude some, you know, that that inner that good energy. And that's kind of what what joy is to me. Um, I get it then. I get it every time God allows me to grace a stage um, and do a spoken word piece. And then and then afterwards though it makes me a little uncomfortable people somebody comes up and says oh my god you don't understand how much that blessed me i go wow that's 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 the joy mm-hmm. so that and I, and i get that feeling and it stays there so that when i walk away and there's ugliness still in the world and there there there's distortion in the world it's like that can't bother it when i go and buy flowers i want somebody who buys flowers for myself cuz i love to have the creation gives me that feeling. Wow. So I buy flowers and put them on my table um, often. I try to do it at least once a week because I'll walk in and no matter what kind of day I'm having, I look and I see those and it's like, ah, uh, all is right with the right with the world. You know what I mean? For that moment and nothing, no stress that I've brought into the house, no stress of a phone call that could come in is going to take that away from me for for a period of time because it it stays there. So that's that's my definition oh. of of what joy is. It's it's a feeling, but it's not I can't really tell you what it feels like. I know that you know it when you feel it. Mm-hmm. I know that. And then and it's different for everybody. When I cook and have my family and friends over and they're telling me, "No, you you need to sit down." It's like, "No, I sit back it's like my grandmother. Mm-hmm. She would just sit back and watch us move around." But just the fact that we were there just gave her jo- so that's me my mm. friends and my family you know all just yeah that mm. that we could do that that could be your whole segment right we can talk about that for the whole hour oh we could uh, we could <laughs> but we won't but we, we could we won't, but yeah so i'm trying to stop myself yeah. poet baptist preacher all of that we need to, yeah we don't stop so it's mm. the creation in both you know the seeing flowers the creating the speaking of the the words that God has given you that sparks joy. It's the laughter. It's the family. Absolutely. But have you had seasons where you couldn't pinpoint joy, where it wasn't, you couldn't feel it in oh, your Oh, for heart? sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, I posted uh, in the beginning of August, mm-hmm. um, the Lord gives, the Lord takes. Mm-hmm. Blessed be the name of the Lord. On July 31st, the Lord gave. I was ordained. Mm -hmm. On August 1st, the Lord took my dad. Mm. The the joy of ordination, it was like it it was like a like a cruel joke. And I know it wasn't, but it was like this can't this can't be real. So all of that joy, my friends coming over and we're celebrating ordination and hearing Pastor and 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 Pastor Adolph talk and give me and all of that and people celebrating. And then the next day, just the very next day, mm-hmm. it's it's like it's it's gone. Yeah. Right. But then when I think about 
my dad and that I've, I was able to talk to him for a couple of moments. And the last words he s were able to utter to me was, I love you too. Because wow. I said, I love you, daddy. Mm -hmm. And he says, I love you too. But I'm saying, I love you I'm, and I'm on my way. Yeah. You know, and he's saying, I love you too. And I'm on my way. Right. <laughs> Basically, you know, and I mm -hmm. thought about it later. So, so it wasn't, so it wasn't, it wasn't a, a, a time where I could, could say I'm feeling so joyous. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was, it was hard. Yeah. It is hard, mm -hmm. right? Less than, and I'm just thinking every now and then I go, God, what, what were you, what were you thinking? Mm -hmm. Like how, like how could you? And then I walk by the, the fireplace mantle and I see my dad's picture and I go, hey, daddy, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and then it's like, and then I think about how much he made me laugh and how proud he was of, of the part of the journey that he knew I was on. So I thank God for that. Um, but, but it was, it was difficult. It was just, it was just difficult. And so it's that. And then there are times when, you know, I was in the world, you know, playing in the world, um, and trying to get away from playing in the world, mm -hmm. but then not really trying to get away from playing, you know, in the world. And then to hear God constantly, you know, be around me or, or know that God is around me. And I would say, you know, look, God, if you just gonna, if you're going to be here, this ain't going to be no fun. <laughs> I, I just... I, well, we, if you're going to be here, then I it, might as well go it, with you. It, 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 no, and, and that's not where I was, mm -hmm. but the, but that's what God was saying. It was like, it ain't going to be no fun, but so what we going to do? Either you going to stay and we going to stay, or we going to both leave. Right. Because I'm not leaving you here. And thank mm. God he did not, right? Yeah. And that gives me joy. Yeah. Just thinking about the fact that he didn't leave me where he found me. Yeah. Um. So... Uh, yeah. So yeah, there are those and, and other times where it just wasn't trying to figure out, you know, what, what direction I'm supposed to be going in and, and, and just struggling with finances and struggling with emotions and struggling with heartbreak. And it's like, where's the joy and all I, what it wasn't even a topic of conversation, joy. Mm -hmm. No, I wasn't even happy. Yeah. Right. So never mind joy, mm -hmm. but, um, I get joy now. Seeing, going back and seeing how God delivered me Ooh. from those places. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. good. And yeah. I personally, it's, I had a very transformative, very similar um, August of last year. August 15th, I turned 40. Mm -hmm. August 31st, my grandmother passed. Mm. And it was like, well, now, Lord, listen, now, what, what, we, what exactly? <laughs> I know I can't question you. Yeah. But also, but why? Yeah. <laughs> why yeah. did it have to happen this way? This I had way, yeah. so much more I wanted to say, so many more hugs and kisses and love to express. But it's understanding, maybe not even understanding, it's accepting mm -hmm. that there's a time for everything. That there is a time for everything. But it's also, and, and, I, and I hear you say, you know, I can't question you. God is not, he is not afraid of our questions. Mm. I mean, when we're asking for things, those are questions. Can you do this for mm -hmm. me? Can you do, he is, he is, he is a God who is open. He's open to us. It's like, what, what, what was that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He wants us to come mm -hmm. to him. And then, so, and then at some point he will reveal, it will be revealed. He was like, uh, uh, you said, you'll understand it better. By, yeah. By by and, by. And, by. <laughs> and there are times when it's like, yeah, okay. I understand. And I'm thinking, but I wanted him to hear me preach. He heard you. He heard you before. I wanted him to see me do this. Mm -hmm. He saw, he saw everything he needed to see. Mm -hmm. 
he saw everything he needed to see. Mm-hmm. I know the plans that I have for you, but I also know the plans I have for him. Yeah. And so, you know, that's that's when we respect the sovereignty mm-hmm. of God and and um, and the wisdom of God and the compassion of God to relieve His children from their suffering. Um, and the and the joy comes later, mm-hmm. you know, after the struggle. Yeah, and I would even say personally, I've experienced the joy throughout. One of the things my grandmother was a very very um, uh, when it came to money, she was very, very about her, her pennies and her nickels. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember a couple of days after my grandmother passed, I turned to my mother. I go, this lady didn't want to pay September rent. <laughs> Since she was ready to go. To go. Yeah. And she was. And so it's yeah. those moments where you find, you know, the knowing who the person was. Yes. Yes. You find that joy and that laughter again absolutely because it says uh, weeping may endure for night but, but joy, joy comes, comes in the morning. morning it comes in the m-o-r-n-i-n-g mm-hmm. but i believe joy also comes in the m-o-u-r-n mm. i-n-g oh yeah when we when we think about yeah who they are who they were to us mm-hmm. what they gave us what they left us yeah um and and how beautiful it was for me to be my father's daughter mm. you know what i mean oh, that's um nice. yeah yeah they they knew me it, and it wasn't a compliment but they would say, you walk just like your daddy. Yeah, but I'm a girl. <laughs> Can my brothers walk like my daddy, please? It's like, yeah, but you walk just like your daddy. Yeah. We know, we know, all we know is you. We oh, know yeah. you. We know daddy. who you so belong to. We know to. who you belong to, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, being my father's daughter was, was a joy. Um, is a joy. Is a joy. Yeah, is a joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you all heard her use her gift of wording right through there how we can have joy in the morning and in the morning you heard it and so reverend vascola you use words to inspire audiences to believe in god and in themselves can you remember the first piece that you wrote i i really don't know which piece was the first piece Mm -hmm. and then i i and i actually went looking for it i just remember um, it talked about, it asked questions like, what do you do? It's like, what do you do when you don't know what to do? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what, and that's what it started off. And it kind of talked about when your back is up against the wall and, and, and you don't know who to call or you call your friends and they don't answer all of this, you know, mm-hmm. and it just, and that's, that's what it was about. And I don't remember, um, the exact words of it, but now that when I started thinking about this, when I first sat here, I heard you say the first, I said, I, I wish I could find it. And it's not in my phone because it's too far, far back than that. But it's archived and you're going to make me go and pull it up. I'm going to pull it up. <laughs> what but. year, can you recall what year it was and what gave you the courage to write it? I don't, I think it may have been. Okay, so I'll tell you, I know that there was a play. One of my good friends that I met at work, her sister was doing a play. Okay. Um, and she said, um, uh, Angie wants you to be in the play. And I said, I, I don't, what is, the, what, what am I going to do in the play? It's not, I've, I've seen, I mean, I don't think this is, and she's like, well, we're going to find a role for you. I said, yeah, but, but we don't really have to. <laughs> I, I'm coming. I'm going to come to the play, but we don't really have to. And so she says, no, just, just come on. She really wants you in it. So I said, okay. So I go to the rehearsal and and in between the scene it's good stuff but i'm in between the scenes there's just space that 
need to be filled. So I told her, I said, I got an idea. Mm. How about I don't, I'm not in the play. I said, but how about I write a piece that introduces every scene, wow. introduces the next scene. Mm -hmm. So in between, I'll come. It's like narration, but not really narration. Because I'm more comfortable. I'm an actor, but I'm more comfortable performing spoken word then. Okay. And then I just thought it would it would do, be better for the play. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And that was, I, I would have to look and see. But I know it was before, where I, if I think about where I was living. So it was before 2010. Maybe somewhere around 2008 okay. or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So that was your first stage that you performed written word on or mm, spoken word? Probably, yes. Because I didn't really, yeah, I, I didn't really do much stage performing until, until around then. Now, all throughout college, I was the person they called to make the speech for certain things. We we gonna introduce this group, so you gonna you gonna be the one you gonna do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay. So I got to the point where I was like, okay, you know, you need to have something in your head because it could happen anytime. So and that was a bit of a stage, and and I I always felt like I think I always felt like it's not enough to just do a little a little introduction or just say this little thing. Just you gotta say something. There's mm -hmm. something else to say. And so I said, okay, God, what will we want to say? And 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 it comes comes that way yeah so growing up though mm. well, did your parents encourage you to get into writing to get into acting to get into theater were you or you that kid that were always had nope. a little tablet and was writing it was not me really it was not me let me tell you what had happened what happened with had us? kept happening easter time okay you know they give out mm -hmm. the easter speeches to the children yes they always gave me the the one with four or five stanzas and I and I'm not taking paper and pen this it's a pep I don't take paper and pencil uh paper up to a podium or anything where I'm going one or two times when I've not felt the most prepared I very begrudgingly mm -hmm. take something and put it up there just in case okay. you know what I mean um but so that's that's how that's where that's where I came from when I when I go back in my head um, they always gave me the longest, the longest speech to remember. Everybody else gets up and says, happy, happy Easter day. That's all I got to say. Um, or something about an Easter egg or hunt or whatever. And I got to stand up there. You know, I wasn't the one where they look at it and go, oh, that's okay, babe. Yeah, that's good. Mm -mm. They wait. What is it? Come on with it. You got yeah, it. You, I, can do you it. got it. You can do it. Yeah. And it was, so I remember that. I always remember in in high school, I loved theater. Okay. So as far back as I can remember, the 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 creative the creative juices, if you will, have been flowing, mm -hmm. and I and I absolutely love it. Um, but no, my parents. The only thing my parents encouraged me to do is whatever it was that I liked to do, mm -hmm. and whatever it was they thought I should be doing, because um, I was a musician. I played the <laughs> trumpet. One of the things I said to Reverend Vesco before we got started, I said, God gave you all the gifts and mm. the talents. No, so I, I played play, what? Which listen, incident? so listen now. I, I played basketball in high school. I ran track. I played volleyball. That didn't last too long. But I marched <laughs> in the band. Band, uh, track, and basketball were all, well, throughout high school. Mm -hmm. But listen, it was this because I was trying to, 
I was trying to keep from going home. I'm gonna be outside. Knuckle was bad because there was chores waiting for me when I mm-hmm. got there. So I figured if I can just if I do if I'm always out because basketball season I'm out. Track practice got a band marching band, but my father said I don't care what time you come home. My wife is not washing dishes. Mm. Not when she's got two daughters who are capable. So that's where you know. So and so and and then band. My dad was a trumpet player. Okay. And so I was following his footsteps. I loved it. Um, so I played the trumpet, but there was always this and now and talking, 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 I always caution people, be careful. You start a conversation with me because we don't know when it's going to end. I don't try to do it. It just kind of, kind of happens that way. So I don't, it's so to me, it is the thing that God intended because it was not, I just wasn't, it wasn't, you can't find it in, in elementary school or whatever, but I've always had an eye for theater. In fact, I turned down. Um, a scholarship to go to uh, Vassar. Um, really? Yeah, in high school, because I didn't really know what it was all about. But my theater oh, teachers and stuff, okay. they this shit came to me. She said, this is where you're going to go. And I saw Grambling State University do the Coca-Cola commercial. And I said, no, that's where no, I'm no. going. You see, they on TV. That, okay, <laughs> that's where I want to go. And it wasn't just because it was them. It was because their band marched. Like I wanted to march. We were high school course style. We marched for competition. We didn't march for entertainment. Right? Mm, okay, yeah, so, that's a big difference. Right. So that's what I wanted. And when I knew I could come to Texas Southern and do that, that's what I want. That's what I want. Now, do I regret? I try to live a life with not without regrets. Um, but it would have been wonderful mm-hmm. to have gone to Vassar. Yeah. I, I really, really would have. Um, who knows what the trajectory of my life would have been. So when you are writing your pieces... What is often your source? What are often your sources of inspiration? The Bible, for sure, and 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 then so it's the situation. What? Why am I writing? Mm-hmm. Um, to whom am I writing? What, what do I want them to get? And what is what does God have to say about one? What they're going through, um, what where they should be going, what they should be doing how to comfort them, mm-hmm. um, how to enlighten them, how to encourage them, how to move them, how to transform their thoughts, all of that. But I, I, I try to make sure everything is biblically sound because it's the place from, from, from where I write, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've done some poetry shows and other things where people are writing about all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind because I respect the art. But I'm always getting, okay, we come in, we come in with Jesus out. I hope that's all right because mm-hmm. that's what I that's, that's what, my, I what I got yeah. right yeah yeah so that's 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 my main source and then I want to find out what's going on in the world I'm I'm looking at statistics I'm just you know all of that a history I love to write I write Black Power um yeah right on right on I do that I do. <laughs> right on right on absolutely yeah, absolutely so. but I try to I write about just everything love 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 love. That's beautiful. You spoke about being inspired or seeking the Bible as your source of inspiration. Um, recently, you completed your studies, your divinity studies at the Samuel DeWitt Proctor School of Theology at Virginia Union mm-hmm. University. Why was that important to complete? It was important to complete because God told me to do it. Mm. I didn't have a seminary on my mind, but I didn't have um, a preaching the license on my mind either. Mm-hmm. But there came a time when I knew that you you might as well just surrender. Cause you what kind of life you gonna have if you just keep 
hearing God say this and then you're going to be annoyed. You just all of that. So once I, once I finished my degree at Texas Southern, um, I, I knew I was going to, I knew I was going to seminary. Did you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. While I was in, and that's why I needed to finish the degree because I didn't originally finish my degree at TSU. So if you haven't finished, if it's 10, 15 years in between, you still can just FYI. FYI. Yes. That's um, important. Yeah. So I did that, but I, that was part of the reason why I did. Mm-hmm. I did it so that I could go to seminary. And it was really, really, um, one of my friends told me because there were a couple of schools, seminary schools that you could, you could go if you had enough credits, mm-hmm. even if you didn't have an undergraduate degree. Okay. And, and I, and I thought about that. And I tried that, and then I th- and then she said, "Okay, Rev, are you how are you gonna feel about that? You know, you feeling like you know? I know they said it's okay, but how are you gonna feel about it?" And I was like, "I'm not gonna feel good about it at all." Mm. So I said, "Let me finish this degree." And as it turns out, I only had a semester. Wow! To get it done, that I only had a semester because when I went back, whenever I went back, they went back to the curriculum Original. of the that was um, there when I when I entered the university. So I finished that and then, and then went to seminary. Mm. So I knew, I knew I was going to seminary. That's what made me, um, made me finish it, made it so important. Cause I knew God said, you need to do this. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned that it's never too late to finish something, Mm-mm. something that you've started and you believe that God has called you to completion have there been other points in your life where you didn't feel like, I mean, I didn't finish it now. Well, I guess I'll just do something else. Have there been other places in your life where God called you back to finish something that you had started? It's not like, like school because it's not something that God called me back to go and finish. It's what continue, what he continues to impress upon me. Mm -hmm. I told you to do this. Mm -hmm. So it's not a, it's not a, a going back to complete it, but it's, I don't know how, and I imagine that many people get up and say, you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. God, you got to show me God. And I'm always saying, God, what am I supposed to be doing? And I imagine God saying, Oh, somebody tell this child to stop asking me the same <laughs> question over and over. I've told her what to do. Right. Mm-hmm. But then there is, there is this, um, I know, I think, I think you told me to do this, God, but I don't know for a while. I don't know if you really want me mm. to do this. Not, not, not me. You, you, you know, my, st- they don't know, but you know, right. it's like, yeah, I do. And I knew all of that before I called you. So get on with it already. Mm-hmm. And stop asking me the same. I feel like my dad, my, like my father chastised me. How many times I got to tell you? Yeah. You know, my answer has not changed. And so, so on a daily basis, um, there are things that come up, things that I should have, I was supposed to write and I didn't things that I started writing that I didn't finish doing producing. Um, people keep, do you have a CD or anything? Anytime I perform or, or somewhere, a minister somewhere for, do you have a CD? Do you have a book? And then it's like, duh, it's coming. Mm. And then I remember, you know, you told them that three years ago, right? Wow. So, and so those things, and now they start to eat at me cause it's like this it's disobedient. And that is the thing that eats and eats at my belly. It's like, mm-mm. God told you to do something. You did not do it. Wow. So, so it's, so it's that it's this, it's the, which I appreciate It's the continued presence of God. Um, and the power of the Holy spirit that says 
You know you didn't finish that. You know you're not. Th- what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you? Why are you? Si- what are you waiting for? God has already told you and he continues to show you what are you afraid of? What is it that you don't believe? And that's the, and that's, and that's the, the, the big word in, in my ministry, believe, Mm -hmm. believe. It's one of the, one of the, the, the pieces I absolutely love to do is I dare to believe Mm. just because I, I, because I know what it means when you believe a thing, you move in a direction of that. Yeah. So it's like, Rascola, what, is, what is it that you don't believe about what God said that keeps you from doing what God told you to do? Mm. Yeah. So. That's a challenge to all of us. I believe so. Because, you know, when you think about your life and you mm-hmm. think about the gifts that God has deposited, so much of us yeah. stops us yeah. <laughs> from right. actually fulfilling it. Right. Because I, I believe you, God, but I don't really believe I can do it. Right. But then, so then that means you don't really believe God. Right. Yeah. Because he told you to do it. Mm-hmm. He told you to do it because he believes you can. Now, if you try, but that's our attitude. Mm-hmm. I don't believe I can. And I can't without you. Mm. But I don't have to without you. Because you don't, I, I tell God, did, he doesn't give you an assignment and says, now go do that. And uh, come back and show me. Just no. I'm with you every step of the way. Mm-hmm. A promise is a promise is a promise as far as God is concerned. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and then, so sometimes for me, it's like, if you had, if you had done it then, mm. where might you be now? Right. And that's, that's, that's the road. Yeah. That's, that's that, that sticks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you know, but get on with it already. Yeah. Yeah. But I think yeah. also there you've met with his grace and um, his mercy. Yeah. And also you have to, I tell people all the time, we have to extend the same grace to ourselves that God extends to us. Yes. Well, at the same time, we still got to do I was just getting ready to say, we, <laughs> we can't I, use that as a, as a, as a crutch. Yeah. Cause honestly, Ashley, I think we extend ourselves quite a bit of grace. I mean, this truthfully so. I don't think we have any problems extending ourselves grace. Mm-hmm. We do that, you know, and we, but then that, that when we get to beyond extending ourselves grace to now giving ourselves excuses mm. to not do, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. um, but, but I, I think enough, enough with our, the grace that we extend ourselves already. Mm-hmm. We take the grace that God gives us and then we go do what God told us told us to do mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's not about beating ourselves up it's just about when if not now when yeah and then what is the reason so if there's a reason why we're not doing it then let's find out what that is mm-hmm. so we can do it because there are reasons there are reasons there where there's depression there's frustration there is um you know there are financial burdens there is a reason so let's find out what they are so we can move them mm-hmm as opposed to leaning on them and sleeping next to them as the pillow and the blanket yeah. that comforts us at night yeah. is the reason why I can't, I, why I can't do it because of such and such, which is legitimate reason, but you're not doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm tired of giving myself grace and my grace ain't no good. I, the grace of God is what I need. That's good. So, yeah. That's really good because it challenges us to not just accept it, but then to work with to whatever work, that barrier may be. Yes. Whether it's real or not, yeah. 
to really investigate what is it that's preventing me from doing the thing that I know God has called me to right. do. Right. Yeah. What I is it? Yeah. I see when I walk up, you know, the automatic doors. Mm-hmm. It's like that door is going to open, but you got to get to a certain point. You got to get to the point where you got to step on it and activate it for the door to open. Mm-hmm. You know, so God opens doors. Yeah, I know God opens doors, but sometimes I think God just uh, unlocks doors. And we're the ones that's got to open them. Yeah. You got to take your hand and reach it out and turn the knob. Um, what do I need to move a barrier for if you're not going anywhere? What, you, what do I need to move that for? You're not, you're not going there. Mm-hmm. So why am, I, why am I moving that? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's the trust. It's like move. You, you move. God says, when you move, I'll move. Yeah. Just like that. Just like that. Because I've already moved. Mm-hmm. So I need you to move now and then it'll be, then it'll be my turn. Trust um, and believe. Trust and believe because when you believe is when you move. Mm-hmm. When you believe is when you do. Somebody comes in here right now and says the building is on fire. If you believe them, you're not gonna just we're not gonna just sit here and keep talking. No, no, absolutely not. No, <laughs> absolutely. Because if we believe them, then we gonna get up out of here. Yeah. But if we don't, we just say, oh, that's just another farce alarm. We ain't gotta worry about that. Just keep talking. Because when you believe a thing, I promise you, you just it you just because you don't have any reason to not move. Because you're going to believe, like, something's going to happen. If something's going to happen, and I believe it's going to happen, I'm going. I'm going. Because I believe it. Yeah. So I'm going to see it. But if I don't believe it, I'm going to stay right there. I'm not going over there. They're not doing anything. Trust yeah. and Trust believe. Trust and believe. Because the believing is when we're going to move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the title of the episode. Trust and <laughs> believe. Believe in all caps. Yes, yes. So we talked earlier about um, your father. Mm-hmm. Um, as you are celebrating, continuing to celebrate his life, how has grief impacted your writing? Not in a positive way. Okay. It has, um, it's almost just like it stifled it. And I know that's not, that's, that was not the intention, mm-hmm. um, of grief or maybe it was, it's just, I've, I feel like I've been walking around in a maze of emotions Mm -hmm. i'm happy and then i'm sad and then i'm sad and then i'm sad and then i'm happy and then there's joy Mm -hmm. because i just think about my dad and think about and then then i think about things that are happening and he's not here to see it and then i'm back too so it's it's hard now i still i still hear god giving me stuff but i have not really done a lot with it Okay. Um, but I realize that that's what's happening. And I also realize that can't keep happening. Mm. So I've been encouraged to join the grief share and, mm-hmm. and yeah. And I've said, Nope, I don't need to do that. Okay. Um, but I think I'm changing my mind because something's gotta, something's gotta get. Yeah. Yeah. There's too much. It's taking now too much from me. So, um, so yeah, that's how, that's how it has impacted and not, and it has not changed anything that God is doing. Like I said, God is still feeding me, Mm -hmm. um, words. He's still feeding me ideas. He's still creating opportunities that are there. If only I would believe. Mm -hmm. So then I'll move, but I've just, it's just, it's, it's hard. Oh yeah. It's hard and it's heavy. And so. Absolutely. I want to yeah. encourage you. I completed the grief share mm-hmm. um, through our church with Reverend Janella, and there were moments where I was like, no, no, thank you. I hear yeah. you, but no, thank you. Yeah. 
it was freeing. Um, not that you necessarily need confirmation mm. that the things you're feeling are, are true and valid, right. but to know you're not alone. Yeah. So even if it's going to one session, if you find out it's not for you, then it's not for you. Yeah. But at least you have investigated the barrier. Yeah. Yeah. She's gently, she has gently um, encouraged, encouraged me to do it. And I've had more than a couple of other people say it really, really helped them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I got to get on with the business of, of God and the work of God. So if that's the barrier, got to move it. Yeah. And not grab it as my pillow and blanket and be comforted by it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. As we conclude, I want to talk about the importance of a village and the support of women that have joined you on your joy journey. Mm. You have an awesome group of uh, women in ministry and, you know, outside of ministry that have uplifted you and circled around you. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about the importance of having them? I don't, I don't even know if I can tell you how important it is to have them. I can tell you this. If I didn't have them, mm. I'd be a different Vespola. Mm. Because to have people to constantly and, and sincerely, and again, it's when you believe, mm -hmm. right? Because people tell you things all the time. Good things, bad things, we can tell to you all the time. And if you don't believe any of it, you don't move on any of it. It doesn't mean anything to you. But from, from my second grade, Vivian Snyder, my second grade teacher, I, I, knew she, I knew I was, she made me know I was special. I got to go and spend the night at her house. Oh, wow. Right? My second grade teacher. She lived in Savannah, in Savannah, Georgia. I'm from Bluffton, South Carolina. I got to go spend the and my father is, is, was not one who didn't play his children sleeping on his house. But I got to go spend the night with her. She made me feel like I was a special child and smart. She kept telling me how smart, you know, how smart I was. My aunt Laura is somebody who continues to encourage me. My grandmother and her faith. My grandmother used to say, I don't care if the, you run in there and tell her the sky was falling. Mm -hmm. She would simply say in this very tone, well, the Lord will make a way somehow. <laughs> Amen. That, that was her answer for everything. Amen. For everything, right? And then, and then my mother, who, who, did not, who did not let the frustration of my father keep her from being a part of everybody else's village. Mm -hmm. Sister so-and-so needed something, she's gone. Um, somebody else needs something, she's gone. And my father would say, I don't understand why you got to run around to other people. Nobody comes to our house. Was our house not good enough? And in my mother's words, it's like, that's his problem. Hmm. He's got a problem. I don't. I know what I'm doing, right? And so, so, so those folks, and then um, my friends, my girlfriends in, in high school, mm -hmm. um, who encouraged me. And then just people, my cousins, see, I, I am one of those folks who I say all the time, I am so blessed with the favor of God's people. Mm. And I, and I, and I, and I recognize it and I cherish it. People say, a lot of people say, I don't have a lot of friends. I just got associates. That's not my, that's not my testimony. Mm -hmm. I got friends and a whole lot of them. Um, and I know it's just, it's, it's God. I know God loves me because of the people that he gave, gave me. Mm because the people he put um, in my life. So I think it's important because you need that encouragement 
that you get from the village. You need the realness that you get from the village. Mm -hmm. You need the chastisement. Yeah. You need the lessons. You need the prayers. You need the 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 talk. Come and let your auntie tell you something, because mm -hmm. I need to, your auntie needs to talk to you about something. Yeah, I see you moving around a little bit. I, your auntie needs to talk to you, mm -hmm. and I couldn't figure out why she always talks about herself in the third person, but. Yes, how she did. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Um, but but we need all of that in the village. We need some place where we can go and cry. Mm -hmm. We need some place where we can go hide. Sometimes in the village, yeah, gives you that. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm hiding over at so and so's house, I know she didn't call my mom and say she over here. Don't mm -hmm. worry about it. But that's that's how the village operates. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's important. And I have tried to be to make sure that I am a part of the village for whomever needs whomever needs one mm -hmm. um and 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 that gives me that gives me joy yeah. um it really does so i yeah. like i want to appreciate you for adding that that last part that you also are a part of a village yeah. of other people because i think sometimes we get it confused with my village but then you also have to be an active role in other people's in other, villages in, in the, yeah to make sure that everybody is yeah. feeling uplifted yeah. and supported and loved oh, absolutely Thank you so Absolutely. much. So the final segment is the journey ahead. Mm. So as you are seeking the Lord uh, for the next phase of your joy journey, would you dare share your hope, um, your dreams for the next five years for mm. you, for your business, for your ministry? My, my dream for the next five years, when, when I was um, going through the ordination process, mm -hmm. um, the ordination journey, yes. if you will. <laughs> Whew, praise the Lord, everybody. Okay. Um, uh, pastor asked me um, a question. He asked if um, if there were no barriers mm -hmm. um, to ministry, what is it that I would be doing? And so, ooh, that's a good question. It, right. And honestly, for me, if I didn't have anything to hold me back, I would go as far as the Lord would send me everywhere he would send me and do just what it says in my in my bio i'd be on a stage somewhere um and that stage is not necessarily the elevated stage in the theater though by the way i'm very comfortable there pillow in a blanket and i could sleep there that's mm -hmm. how much i love the stage right um but wherever wherever the opportunity um is for me to tell somebody who does not know or remind somebody who heard it before um, several things. One, that God loves you. Mm. And to tell them how that you are the whosoever mm. in John 3.16. Yeah, you. I know you. You know, to tell them that. To tell them um, the, the things that, that help me. That, that God is not a man that he should lie. So if he said um, a thing about you, then you should believe that. But then in order to do that, you got to know what he says about you, yeah. that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper, that there's nothing you can't do um, with God. With God, all things are possible. So I would do that. I would go and I want to make people laugh and I want to make them. I want to make people cry. I want to make them cry laughing, but I want to make people cry feeling the pain of uh, and suffering of, of other people so you can experience that mm -hmm. so you now you'll be more inclined 
to to change that for somebody. I want to make people love, but I also want to make them hate, hate evil, hate, hate all the bad things that are that are happening. All of, yeah, all of that. And if I had my way and, and hopefully as far as the next five years are concerned, I am doing that. Mm. I'm doing that. <clears throat> Not necessarily always on a volunteer basis Amen. mind you Amen. but as, as, <laughs> as I, i'm hope i'm looking forward to this gift that god has given me um making room mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. because the more room he makes for me the more room i can make for somebody for somebody else so mm-hmm. that's what that's what it looks like for me now i know that there are some barriers that i have to move out of the way um uh the grief part the fear part yes i said it fear mm-hmm. i know the bible says god didn't give me the spirit of fear and i always go so where did i get it <laughs> i'm just no really <laughs> that is so real and honest is, i'm just saying so to whom do i credit this portion so where, so, where, <laughs> so where did i get it and i think and i think that is so real for me because and i'd say because Cause you, cause you're telling me that God didn't give me fear. So now I got to act like I'm not afraid when I am afraid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I can't do anything if I'm afraid, but I tell folks fear only has enough power to, to stop you. So if you have the audacity to keep moving with fear on you, guess what fear has to do? Fear's got to fall off cause it doesn't have, it's not strong mm-hmm. enough to move with you. It's only there to stop you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and so, yeah, I know God didn't give it to me, so I got to find a way to get rid of it, but I got it. Yeah. And so, um, but it's acknowledging that you have it. Acknowledging every challenge, every problem is like, okay, this is where I am. So now I can get some help Mm -hmm. to get away from it. Mm -hmm. And I think we got to create a space, especially for our sisters and most certainly for our brothers Mm -hmm. where they are comfortable saying I'm struggling here Yeah, and not have you look at me a certain way because I might be struggling with drugs and she's only struggling with shopping. So you think that's okay. You want, but this, Oh, how, how dare you? No, I got to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, and have you to say, okay, look, I don't know how to help you, but let, let's go, let's go find it. Mm-hmm. Yes. After we pray, let's go and do, you know, mm-hmm. not just pray, but let's go and, and, and do. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah. I have tears. You have moved me yeah. in all the ways, both love and laughter. Mm. Um, you've challenged me to trust and to believe. Trust and believe. Um, to not just do half of it. You got to do both, you trust do and both. believe. Mm-hmm. And then to trust God with my unbelief that he will grant me the strength to overcome all the things, mm. um, all the barriers, whether real or not. Yeah, to he, help, he can help your unbelief. I said, if you got a God that can do do up here, why do you just keep asking for down here? That's one of the favorite, one of my favorite songs that we sing at church. The, this, this, I don't even know the real name of the song. Oh yeah, but um, it's just this, all in this, his hands. Yes, yeah. all yeah. in his hands. He can do <laughs> yes, this, 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 and, and that. that. Yeah, um, exactly. that is my favorite, one of my oh, favorite yeah. songs. So as we wrap up, how can someone reach out to you if they're like, oh, I want to hear her, I want to hear her perform. If I want you, to hear her minister. Right. So if there, you can, you can go to YouTube and just search my name, Vascola Stoney, V-A-S-C-O-L-A-S-T-O-N-E-Y. Um, you can um, hit me up on Facebook and I'll, I'll 
show you where else to go. You can call me 832-433-2622. Um, some people say you don't give out your phone number. Listen, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get, <laughs> I'm trying to, hello. I'm trying, open, okay. the door, open the door, open the door, open the door. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, they going to call you if they don't, okay, yeah, so. Um, so yeah, those are ways, um, um, but yeah, there are definitely some, some, some things on, uh, YouTube there. If you put my name in Facebook, you'll probably see, um, that you may not see spoken word pieces, but there are a couple of those, uh, exercise videos as I'm walking. Something oh, comes yeah. to me and I sit down mm -hmm. and then I'll record something. Um, but, but yes, Excellent. you can find me at Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church on Sunday. Absolutely. She's faithful. Always faithful on the front row. Yeah. Okay. She is there. Absolutely, yeah. sis. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you. My Thank pleasure. you so much. Absolutely. Before we conclude, I want to make sure you all drop in the comments anywhere that you can comment. Anything, any takeaway that Reverend Vascola has blessed you with, um, if she has moved you in tears, please let her know. Grant her some encouragement. Pray for as she continues on this healing journey. Um, and she is entrusting God with her heart and with her journey ahead. Because we believe that God has great and magical things in store for Hallelujah. Great, great things. And we cannot wait to see and experience it. But until we gather again, may the Lord increase your joy. Hallelujah. Grant you strength for the journey and give you the courage to tell your story. Bye, friends. <laughs>